looky. Look what time it is. Look what day it is. It's the end of the week. You made it. Give yourself a round of applause for that. Yay! This week went by fast as I don't know what. It seems like the older I get, time flies. I remember when I was little, time used to go so slow. I used to be in class thinking like, when will this day end? Weeks and days and months took forever to go by. Now seems like it just flies by. Like it's the end of the week and I swear it was just Monday, yesterday ago. I wonder if it's because I'm always constantly thinking about stuff and doing stuff. For those of you who don't know, I'm a nine to fiver, traditionally, but I don't work nine to five, but I'm an eight hour government employee. So we're still on telework. So during the day I'm working, but while I'm working, I'm thrown into the role of the housewife. So I'm taking care of the house and doing this and doing that, which is cool. I mean, you know, I'm getting used to it. It wasn't my cup of tea in the beginning, but I'm getting used to it. But I just noticed that my hours, like from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep, it's just not enough hours in a day to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Like right now, recently, this week, I've been looking up uh, real estate investing because just a little backstory about me. <laughs> I uh, When I got into the government, I knew I just knew I was going to be content. I had like a goal, like I'm going to make six figures by the time I turn such and such and blah, blah, blah. And then as the years went on, I'm like, but I want to make six figures for myself too. I mean, I've always been like a hustler or AKA a go-getter. Like I've never, I never settled for less. I've always wanted more, always push myself to get more. Um, so recently, within the past, I would say five years or so, the entrepreneurial in me kind of like spiked up. And I've just been trying to work on, you know, having my own business, building my brand, and um, hopefully being able to retire from my job before I'm 60 years old, because that's when I can retire. And I don't think I want to be working for. Um, anyone except myself when I'm 60. So here's the thing. When I was, when I first got into, you know, trying to find my own business or build my own business, I, you know, looked up the word entrepreneur. And it basically says um, a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. So when I went back to school, um, when I got my degree, I took a business class and they, you know, you know, use people, uh, different people as examples. Like they talked about how Bezos started out um, with, uh, you know, an idea that turned into Amazon and how, how different entrepreneurs like entrepreneurs, they, you know, don't just find their niche or find their thing and then it just blows up they find many things they try many things and then you know once one takes off then that's it so you know I keep telling myself you have to try many different businesses start many different businesses and then the one that works 
is the one that's going to blow up for you. So I dilly daddy then fitness, you know, was the beginning of my journey. Um, I did fitness retail. Um, basically, everything was pretty much fitness. Uh, we had boot camps. You know, I sold fitness equipment during the COVID, uh, fitness clothes. But now I've gotten into or uh, real estate has sparked my interest. And right now, I'm right in the beginning of it. So I don't know if any of you know someone that's in real estate, um, not like a realtor, but someone who, you know, like an, an, an investor or someone who flips houses or someone who has rental properties. Uh, that's the avenue I am researching now. So all this week, I've been researching different things, um, how to start an Airbnb. And, you know, you can start an Airbnb without even purchasing a property, the first thing you need to do is have your LLC. Uh, once you get your LLC and your EIN, which, are tech, which is your tax ID, it's sort of like your business social security number, you can go to a lot of these properties, these rental properties, and create a corporate lease or apply, you know, speak with the management and ask, can you apply for a corporate lease because you want to do an Airbnb. So that was like really interesting to me. And I went on to Airbnb's website and just typed in like, you know, cause I'm in the DMV area, but most of my listeners are in DMV, but so I typed in, um, Southwest or the wharf Southwest Washington, DC, because I drive past there every day. Um, well not every day, but I drive past there when I go to work cause you know, I only go in once a week now because of telework, but so I drive back and forth when I, you know, come in and when I'm leaving, I always peek over there. And it's a lot of new complexes that they're putting over there, apartment complexes. So I'm like, hmm. And then they just like revitalize that whole area. There's restaurants and stores and shops. It's very touristy now. Not like it was back in the day when everybody just used to go to the wall for crabs and shrimp and and fish, uh, fish sandwiches and oysters and things like that. Um, it's popping now. It's popping. It's very touristy. So I typed in um, that area on Airbnb just to see what will pop up. I think it was like three or four apartments that popped up for uh, rent under Airbnb. One in particular uh, was a one bedroom. I think it had a nice view. It was like it was an upper level, but anyway, it was really nice. And the person that was um, renting it, they had this thing like it was a minimum of three days. I'm like, that's pretty smart. So at least get three days out of them. At at least you're getting six hundred dollars. And those apartments, I would think a one bedroom will probably vary from eighteen hundred to twenty six hundred, depending on the 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 complex, because they have like a mid-scale, they have upscale, and they have quote-unquote regular scale. So I'm like, hmm, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good idea. So I'm like, hmm. And I've had my LLC now for over a year, um, coming up on the, the second year mark. So I'm just like, hey, that sounds like something I can do too. So I had that on my list I was researching this week. And then I was researching um, the, the – uh, the apartment, uh, uh, like purchase a apartment building and renting that out as far as real estate. 
And I went on Amazon because I'm like, where am I going to get all this information from? Like, who I don't know anyone, so I can't ask any questions. You know, I'm I can go on YouTube. I did some YouTube stuff, but I went on Amazon to look up books because that was the first thing I guess. I don't know, because I'm just used to like, I don't know, when I I'm just like, let me see if I can find a book on it to learn. It's just stuck in my head to do it that way. And I came across a book called Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing. The Blueprint is by Michael Blank. And this dude, Michael Blank, is from the DMV area, y'all. I never heard of him until I found his book. So he started out um, in the real estate uh, field, kind of in a inconspicuous, kind of like accidentally ran into it, happenstance kind of way. And uh, I didn't purchase the book yet, but I did get it on Kindle. And you can, like, download a sample of it. So I just want to, like, you know, give you guys a brief little intro into what he and the book is all about. Okay, so just so y'all know, I go on Amazon for everything. Like, you can ask my family. They'll be like, hey, I wonder can I find such a set? Go on Amazon. Uh, I wonder can I find... Um, uh, a mattress pad go on Amazon but the reason why I um, go on Amazon is because I don't know I just got used to it during COVID when we couldn't go anywhere so I would go on Amazon for everything when I mean everything it can be it could be the dumbest like the least thing you would think to go on Amazon and find and I'm gonna go on Amazon and try to find it so anyway I went on Amazon <laughs> To try to find some books on this real estate thing and i came across this book by like i said michael what is his name michael and he talked about his journey um to real estate um investing and he started out with a piece of franchise which was funny because i'm like i wonder which piece of franchise it was but he never said um and i was wondering which one it was because and this was before i knew he was in the area but I was just wondering which one it was. So anyway, he um, graduated from college with a computer science degree. You know, he got a job with a um, IT firm and he it was pretty um, lucrative. Like they got bonuses and stuff. So he made uh, some good money, uh, but he wanted to, you know, branch out into only his own business. So he started out with a piece of business. And um, when the market started to flip, uh, he started losing money in a piece of business. And so then he got into the real estate um, aspect of it where he would look for uh, units, uh, small apartment units, like maybe four to six or eight. And he would be real savvy and get people to invest, get investors to front their money. And then he would, you know, work on getting an apartment um, building fixed up, work on, he will hire a property management company to, you know, do the sales and, and attract uh, people to lease. And then he had another, uh, like a maintenance company that would do all the maintenance or whatever. So yeah, he did that. And um, he started out with like one building and now he owns like maybe 20 in the area. So then, you know, once I, you know, read a little bit of the um, the sample. I haven't downloaded the, the entire book yet, but I started with the sample. And then when I seen that he was from the area, I said, let me go on LinkedIn because I'm not going to call myself nosy, but I know how to research 
people and things when I want to find out more information. So I looked up his length and I'm like, oh, he's in, you know, the DMV, Northern Virginia area. This is cool. And he also has a website um, that he provides like classes and seminars on real estate investing um, as far as like apartment units and homes. Um, he thinks it's better to purchase and rent instead of buying or instead of flipping let me just say that he thinks the long-term uh benefits are better when you purchase and rent versus purchasing flip and selling so i don't know if any of you guys are into that but you know i thought that was kind of cool and maybe we should do a book club. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, hmm, maybe some other people want to like, you know, find out about this real estate uh, apartment apartment buildings and home rental type thing. So maybe I should start a book club. I don't know. I, I have to see how much um, feedback, feedback I get from you all because I know the last episode I told y'all to leave me some messages, voicemail messages on my anchor um podcast and I didn't receive any yet so I never get any feedback I don't know if you guys are if you agree if you disagree but so I mean you know I'm down for putting a book club together and we can like filter through this book together and you know take out pieces that's good for uh, us uh, take out pieces that we think might help us in our journey and in our growth for those who are interested in the real estate aspect of uh, entrepreneurial but yeah, it's pretty interesting. So um, let me get the name, the exact name for you guys, just in case you all want to go on Amazon and pick up this joint, pick up this book. Hold on, I'm searching. I got a lot of stuff in my cart. So his book is Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing, The Blueprint to Quitting Your Job with Real Estate even without experience or cash. That's probably what caught my eye, that title right there. But um, his name is Michael Blank, common spelling. Look it up on Amazon. If you get the book, let me know if you like it. If you want to do a book club with this book, let me know. Leave me a message, a voice message on my Anchor app. And yeah, we can get it popping. Hey yo, where my fantasy football players at? It's that time, NFL fantasy football time. And I am in a league, my husband's league. I think this is our sixth year, I can't remember. But this year I have the number five pick. Who do you all think I should get? I haven't even started researching on who to pick at number five. I know who I want to pick, but there's somebody in our league that is picking before me that will more than likely pick who I want. So now I have to go to plan B and C and D. I don't know. I'm like, now I got to start looking like, uh, should I take a, I don't know. I'm still a rookie in this. I'm still like a, I'm still a girl. I don't know what I'm doing that well. I just kind of like wing it and try to like, research which 
which is what I do best, like look up stuff on the internet, but I don't have a clue, y'all. I need your help. Can somebody please be my ghost? Look like Drake got a ghostwriter. Can somebody be my ghost uh, NFL draft picker, my fantasy picker, please? I don't know how I can. I'll pay you like, I'll get you a Starbucks coffee or something. Or maybe I'll get you a gift card to Amazon. But yeah, I need a ghost drafter. That's the name, a ghost drafter. Like the ghost writer, like Drake has. So I'm looking on the internet now. Some receivers are like Adams. I don't know. Saints, Thomas. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all have a clue. What y'all think? What should I do? Hey, speaking of NFL, that dang on Tom Brady is hilarious. I was looking at something while I was in the gym, and this guy really think he has he has the swag. He think he is swagalicious. I was just cracking up laughing at him with Leonard Fournette and some of the other players after um last season. And he just think he is the coolest man, the coolest man ever. I said, Brady, he need to retire, but I guess he's still in top flight shape that he's not going to retire. So I have to research that too. I'll add that to my, see, this is why my week is so busy. My weeks, not just one week. This is why my weeks are so busy because I just have so much stuff to do on top of my nine to fiver. What's Odell Beckham going to do this year, y'all? Mm, what about my homeboy, Mahomes? I wonder how. It's going it's to be interesting to see how this plays out this year. Y'all know I won like a couple years ago. I don't know how the hell that happened, but I won the Fantasy League. Got me a nice trophy. And last year I had Dak Prescott. Poor Dak. Oh my God, I was doing so well until he got hurt. It killed me. And my end that was the end of my whatever. That was the end of my team, the end of my season. It was a wrap. I was mad. But what can you do? Injuries happen. So I'll see what I do this year. I had to I have to start looking it up though, because I'm I don't want to be there on draft day looking like a straight girl. Looking like a straight female who don't know what the hell she doing. So, you know, I got to like, I got to like fake like I know what I'm doing. I got to like, well, not fake. I have to know what I'm doing. So once I research and figure out what to do, then I'll be confident this year doing the draft pick. What y'all think? Hey, don't forget, leave me some voice messages because I need to know who to pick at number five. And if y'all have my number... And if y'all have my Instagram, fits to a T, fits to a underscore T, you can leave me a message there because I need some help. And if you want to apply to be my ghost drafter, let me know that too. Thank you. This is gonna be this is gonna be uh interesting. And hopefully, speaking of, hopefully this outbreak, hopefully it doesn't kill the season. Because then that'll be a wash. The draft will be for nothing. But I don't think it's going to be. I don't know. Let me not say what I think. But I hope it's not going to be another pandemic. Because we have more people vaccinated. But uh, we don't have enough. But we have, you know, some people, you know, like myself, got the vaccine. So hopefully we'll have a full season, you guys. Hopefully I'll win this season. I'm not putting money on it. I'm real nervous, like really, really nervous. Like I need to start printing out some, 
getting some magazines, printing out some stuff, looking on the internet to find out what's going on so I can have a little bit of a clue, which I think. The good thing about our draft is it's starting late after training camp. So training camp starts July 27th. And so you all know how it is. A lot of times some of these key players get hurt during training camp. So our draft pick is um late on down the line. I can't remember the date. Late on down the line. Like this is say late on down the line. So hopefully, you know, all the kinks will get taken on by the time we get to the draft. You know, we'll have some I'll have some sizable people, prospects to look at. We'll see. We got to keep our eye on this training camp stuff, too, I guess. It's just a lot, y'all. I'm, I'm still getting used to it, but it was a lot the first year. I was like, huh? You do what? How many people? And nobody, y'all. Check this out. This is hilarious. Nobody in the league was trying to help me out, like, because I'm the only female. So, But nobody... Well, I'm not going to say nobody tried to help me out. I don't really expect them to help me out. But my own husband, y'all, didn't even help me out. He's in the league. I don't expect all the other dudes. But come on, dog. I mean, if I win, you win. So help me out. But he didn't. He left me out hanging out to dry by myself. But that's cool, you know. Um... You know, builds character like your parents. You you know, he builds character. So I guess he was trying to build my character. And that's why I won that year all by myself. And I know everybody was like, oh, he helped her. I know he helped her. No, no one helped me. I did it all by myself. So I did it once. You're damn straight. I'm going to try to do it again, okay? Yeah, so you got training camp and you got trades. TNT, training camp and trades. So I came across this trade. It's pretty deep. It's massive, they said. Jamal Adams traded. Here's an excerpt. that happened this weekend besides for Jamal Adams getting traded from the Jets to the Seahawks was me getting out of the pool, picking up my phone right at the moment the text message hit with the terms of the Jamal Adams trade. Uh, truly a glorious moment in the life of an insider. But yes, this was a massive, massive trade really for both sides, for the Jets. What they got was a deal that general manager Joe Douglas just couldn't review. Literally had to take it. He gets not only starting safety, Bradley McDougal, not only a first-round pick in this coming draft win, a cheaper assets are, of course, paramount, but also a third-round pick and another first-round pick in the following draft. A huge haul for the Jets, who keep rebuilding, but obviously trade a player who talked his way out of New York in a way that few players ever have. And then for Seattle, they got a big-time playmaker, a camp chancellor-like player, along with a fourth-round pick. Uh, he's going to play down in the box. He's going to play the post. He's going to blitz. He's going to do all the things that Cam Chancellor did, but someone who they consider to be more athletic than the way Chancellor played. Uh, this is a big risk for both sides, but potentially a huge win. And it all happened during a wild weekend right before football comes back. That was uh, NFL insider Ian Rappaport reporting.
Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of, you got to stay on top of this stuff. You got to like every day going online and look up stuff because every day something is happening in the NFL. Michael Thomas is going to miss the beginning of the season. He's undergoing surgery. So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It's going to be a lot of stuff to check out. It's going a lot of research to do. Got C.D. Lamb. Lamb. They say he's going to have a, a breakout year. Okay. Okay. A lot of stuff. Go on to NFL.com for those of you not familiar with it, and you can check it out. And for all of you rookies like me who still tiptoeing in this fantasy world, go on there and check it out. You can get a lot of good information to help you out this year with your team. So y'all know I do my podcast on Anchor because, you know, I got my commercial that says, you know, meet the deets on Anchor. But Anchor is pretty cool. So you do all your edits or whatever. So I do all my own edits and breaks and this to that and the third. So I just took a little pause for the calls. Went to give me a little snacky snack. And my whole bag of oranges were rotten. Granted, I might have had them sitting there a little bit. But I didn't expect them to go bad that fast. Which wonder, which made me wonder, like, why does fruit get a bad rap? Like, people say, oh, fruit is bad for you. It's too much sugar. What sugar? What kind of sugar are you talking about in this fruit? You talking about the white processed sugar? Because last time I checked, they didn't put white processed sugar into fruit. The fruit grows with fructose in it, but not sugar. So I think there's a misconception. And, you know, I used to believe the hype that fruit was bad for you because of sugar. But then I had to think, I'm like, so why does fruit go bad? Like my oranges just went bad. Why does fruit go bad? But then you have a can of green beans in your cabinet for two years that they say is still good to eat after two years. Come on, people. And... It's summertime now. It's good fruit season. Watermelon, peaches, all the berries you want. I just had a fruit salad with blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, and blueberries. It was bumping. So look, all y'all fruit haters, stop hating on the fruit. Give fruit a chance. Fruit lives matter too. Guess what time it is, y'all? It's 2021 Olympic time. Yeah. Wow. So the Olympics started today with the opening ceremony. Little Naomi lit the torch. Don't y'all love little Naomi Osaka? The tennis player, she's representing Japan this year. Well, I mean, that's to be expected. That is her hometown. That is where she's from. She is Japanese. I don't know why they making a big deal out of that but so the opening ceremony kicked off today i'm so excited i used to stay up and watch the olympics like the gymnastics and the uh uh, track and field and what else that's pretty much it some of the baseball some of the boxing depending on who was playing but this year while researching which is what i do Looking at the schedule for the Olympics, I came across a sport that I didn't know existed in the Olympics, and it's called handball. 
That's right, I said handball. And today's I Know You Fucking Lying episode features handball. I'm going to give you guys a minute or two, well, a second or two to Google handball, Olympics handball, and see what you find. Google, X Siri, whatever, however you look up stuff. This sport is pretty interesting. It ain't nothing but soccer with your hand. Uh, now, while doing the research, I found out that it used to be played outside. The field looks just like a soccer field. But now it has hence been moved indoors. You have two teams. A goalie at the, at the end of each field, like soccer. And these jokers are running up and down the field, like soccer. But instead of kicking the ball, they throw the ball. And even dribble a little bit. So I was like, I wonder who came up with this handball sport. Was it some kid who got picked on? He tried out for soccer and he got picked on and kicked off the team. And he said, huh, I'm going to make my own sport. I'm good with my hands. I'm not good with my feet for soccer, but I'm good with my hands. But I don't have no ups for basketball. So I'm going to make my own sport. And I'm going to call it handball. And then some other fools agree with him. Some other fools who got kicked off the soccer team, kicked off the basketball team, say, yeah, this sounds like a good sport. And they created handball. And this has been an Olympics since 1970, I think they said. Uh, I've never heard of handball. I know it gets no television coverage because I never heard of it. And, um, yeah, so maybe I might try to watch a handball game uh, this year for the Olympics. Let's see. Who's some famous handball people? Let me see. It says, who is the most famous handball player? Uh, Somebody named Nicola Karabatic. He's a French handball player who plays for the French team um it originated in 1972 in the olympic games in munich yugoslavia was the team to win the first gold medal for handball and there are currently 16 men teams that compete in this indoor sport for the olympics so i was looking at a couple of videos i'm like I could do a little handball myself. I don't know about running up and down that field, but it looks easier than kicking the ball up and down the field. You just holding it, running. You dribble it a little bit. You run some more. And then you try to get it to the throw it into the goalie, just like they try to kick it into the goal in soccer. I'm like, you know, okay. So that was interesting. I mean, I'm just like, I know you fucking lying and you get medals for this shit. For handball. So, if y'all watch the Olympics this year, don't forget to tune into the handball. I know you fucking lying. And just like that, my half an hour is up. I try to keep it short and sweet. I don't want to lose any of y'all's attention. I know some of y'all got short attention spans. I do sometimes too. I ain't even gonna lie. So, on that note, 
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss when I put a new one up. Leave me a message on my podcast, a voice message, please. And let me know what you guys want to hear next time on the episode. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm coming up with this off the fly. This is just like things that's in my head. But, you know, I'm really interested in, to know what you guys want to hear me talk about. Because I can go on and on about things I like to talk about. But I like to discuss things you all are interested in as well. And I hope you're interested in things that I'm interested in too. So until next time, y'all, be good, be safe, and I'll holler.